Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Yep. Okay. I'll try opening up iTunes. Yeah. While you do that, let's start the show. Good. And by the time we get to that part, it'll finally open. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, now. What? Andy? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> and George. Hello there. Okay, I'm confused now. <laughs> this is episode 249, <laughs> Field of Dreams. I've been waiting to do Hey Now, and I just keep forgetting. Nice. You did, you you did it well. You did, you did it justice, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Okay, let's catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go first? I can go first. All right, George, what you got? Well, believe it or not, I've been mowing a lot this week. Uh-huh. And I'll tell Getting you a little interesting, interesting story about that. So, I mean, I, I've been mowing, actually, I've been bush hogging and making, clearing old trails through the woods and stuff and around the farm. We like to keep little paths so that the kids can ride the ATVs, mules and stuff around on it. But trying to just get everything looking real nice. And I've got everything moan except for my daily I, I usually daily just go over the the landing strip just to keep it nice and smooth during the event as soon as the dew burns off of it I, i'll hit it but but uh, everything's looking good but let me tell you about yesterday you know we started to do the show and andy he was tied up trying to get ahead of this storm coming in and so we decided to do the recording tonight on wednesday night so mm-hmm. I got up this morning and looked out the window and I said, Oh crap, it's raining. It was just barely raining just a little bit and it quit. I thought, well, if that dries off here in about an hour, I'm going to mow it. Even if it doesn't dry off, I'm going to mow it. So it didn't rain and I got on the mower and I had probably about, I'd say four acres to mow. Got on the mower and I busted it. I never even slowed down. It, even with it being wet, you know, it, it's kind of hard to do. I, instead of just cutting sharp corners, I just, you know, come back around and get it later. And Drift it uh, around the corners. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and good thing about it, no dust too, because it was still pretty wet, but it didn't clump up. Thank goodness. But I had this small window. I looked on the radar and I thought, man, I've got maybe an hour, maybe an hour and, 20 30 minutes and i was i was finishing up the runway and i got alert on my my uh my radar app and uh it said you know rain starting in five minutes and lasting six hours so i thought well looks like we're going to get it and I'm not kidding. I was I was so blessed that that small window. I couldn't have started any earlier mowing because it's too wet. And if I'd went over five minutes, I'd been drenched and and got about four acres mowed, trimmed everything, and uh, was just tickled to death. So that was a major thing to get off of me because um, probably be wet tomorrow too, as much as it rained today. 
it's not too wet, too think, uh, swampy. I think it's going to rain tomorrow, too. It's mm, supposed to. Maybe. Maybe bands of it, but the, the big stuff should be over tonight. And then by Friday, um, I'm thinking it's going to be cleared out. They're saying still pretty good chance of rain, but Saturday's supposed to be absolutely gorgeous. Oh, great. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Mid to upper 60s and, and sunny. So I've been doing that, and then I've been working on some 3D files, exporting bits and pieces for the big UE, and working on a lot of little stuff, too. I've got two or three projects halfway put together as far as fitting the mechanics in them and everything like I wanted, and one of them is a Synergy uh, set up in a, a big Tiger, like a European Apache-looking helicopter, and a 600-size Sea King. I've got several airplanes fixed and been flying the crap out of them. One of my B-17s that I like to fly, the Memphis Bell, it had landing gear issues with grub screws, and I fixed that. been flying it the last few days. Um, the Mamba, I uh, cleaned it up a little bit where I'd been doing some Daredevil stuff with it, and I flew it a few times. My FPV plane, little Dynam uh, is it Hawk Sky. Yeah, got it put back together after a crash over in the uh, in the uh, what do we call it the slot. And what else have I been flying? Several helicopters that I kind of got out and got you know semi back used to again, so that I can fly them during the event. I flew a hand launched sixty four millimeter uh, free wing F one hundred five little. Uh, Thunder Chief. I put a, it was a 3S, put a 4S set up in here, and uh, it's pretty fun. It seems like there was one other plane I was working on and got put together that uh, had, had had some issues. Oh, my big carbon cub that's painted up like an L4 grasshopper. It's got the black and white uh, invasion stripes on it and got the rocket pods underneath the wings. Mm-hmm. And um, it had a, a bad motor in it and fixed it and been flying it. So I have got more flying done the last week probably than I have in the last two months. So nice. I awesome. guess that, that's it. And then I've got a lot done at work too. So that's always good. I'm also 3D printing a, I don't know what scale, it'll be probably quarter scale, eight. Eight foot wingspan MiG fifteen jet, and I'm I'm just making the plug. And oh, of course, Daryl's gonna make the mold, but uh, it'll it'll have a you know fuel turbine engine in it. Nice, so, be crazy. So I'll be posting some pictures up of that stuff, and I'll really I'll try my best this time to get plenty of video and pictures and get it posted up and share it to the Free Fall RC podcast. Facebook group. Yeah. I'll try my best. And we're really, yeah. Cool. Where I used to do so much AV stuff, you know, at work. I mean, I I did this stuff for 20 years and I I just, I hate to do it when I'm at home, you know? Well, that, and when you've got an event going on, you're 
or at least I am thinking about that and talking to people. The last thing on my brain is taking video. So yeah. I get you. Yeah, that's exactly it right there. Because it's not that hard to jerk yourself on out and get some good video and pictures, but it's just that talking to people. Forget. Yeah. Then yep. trying to be a good host. Anyway, that's been my week. Uh, let's go next. I can go. I haven't done a lot. All right. Been, been cutting the beans. Cutting the um, beans. I missed the sim night. I did get on the discord a little bit while I was in the combine. Yeah. But um, nice. about 10 minutes in my good Bluetooth headset, the battery went dead. So I had to switch to a different one and I'm afraid it'd be too much noise coming through. So I stayed muted most of the time. And then of course I was getting out and doing this and doing that. So I missed part of it, but I, I tried to at least jump on and say hi. Yeah, you did. Um, yep. I did do a little bit of flying this weekend. All right. Yeah, I knew nice. if I could, you, you get out there and do it. Yeah. Awesome. I charged up three packs for my Oxy4 Max. I think this was Saturday morning, probably. It was either Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Beautiful days. Yeah. While it was kind of drying off and I couldn't work, I... Mm. Thought, well, I'll fly, put three flights on this, and I'll put a couple gasser flights in. And uh, about 30 seconds in, I almost crashed. (laughs) Oh, shit. Maybe, maybe I I was like, damn, you know, you haven't flown in like two months. Maybe you should calm the hell down and, you know, (laughs) not go crazy. So I calmed down a little bit and started (laughs) flying around. I lost orientation twice more. But I, I got it back. It's, you know, and dummy me, I guess I could have put a canopy on. I mean, this is an Oxy4 Max. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The sky was gray and cloudy. And so, I mean, I was just being stupid. But no crashes, no incidents. But to be honest, I really wasn't feeling it. I was just like, nah, I don't know. So I flew, I flew those three, and then I just put stuff up and. Went and done other things. I didn't even get the gasser out. I just just wasn't, I don't know, wasn't feeling it. Which is weird, but it is what it is. You guys ever have that experience? Yeah. yeah. Did you say no, Steve? No, no, I have. Oh. You know. <laughs> Steve's like, no, you're stupid. <laughs> I thought you said no, and I said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've had those moments where you just like, you throw up a flight and you're like, mm. Yeah, yeah, that's probably I mean, all I'm going to do today, I, and then just right, out. right, yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I got other stuff on my mind and this and that. So I, I guess, yeah, and that, uh, I don't know. I, I just wasn't feeling it. So yeah. I did put three flights in, did some a uh, little bit of orientation practice, did some pyro hovers and some funnels and hurricanes, and you know, just screwing around. Didn't do anything too technical or anything to kind of. Uh, get get in the groove a little bit, but um, yeah. After <laughs> that, I took off, so I like punch out and I start doing. I do like a half pyro, and I'm going into a a tail down inverted funnel, but I'm going the opposite way that I normally go. So I'm going right rudder. Um, so what was that counterclockwise? 
and I come around the, the like, you know, nine o'clock position. I'm like, uh, it starts falling. I'm like, okay. I start to correct and I corrected the wrong way. And then I made another mistake and then I caught it like 10 feet off the ground, but I was like, whoa, shit. But now it's coming at you, right? Uh, no, yeah, it it was, but I, you know, stopped that real quick. Yeah. I was like, Hmm, maybe you should do things that you actually know how to do (laughs) instead of doing stuff that you barely can do. You know, the first 30 seconds after not flying forever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it made it back in one piece. So no big deal. Uh, I don't have anything else to report. I did fly. I didn't buy anything. Um, just been in a combine. My ass is sore from sitting so long. I need a pillow. (laughs) A donut? (laughs) You know, my pillow makes a nice little pillow for stuff. Yeah, I need one of those. I I love those pillows. Yeah. If you've ever seen me, you, you notice that I basically have no ass, you know, my back just goes straight into my legs. (laughs) So when I sit in a, a combine seat for about 12 hours it starts to get sore yeah that was the first thing i, I noticed about you andy yeah <laughs> my, that, most people do when you turned around and walked away i said to the guy next to me where'd he go no ass. yeah and I, we were laughing <laughs> yeah yeah such is my life no <laughs> oh what about you guys? Uh, I have Next. to take I have to take up with George because I tried the my pillow and I like the guy that owns the company. I think he's a great guy, but yeah. I did not like waking up with my head in a bucket of sweat after fifteen minutes. Oh really? Huh? Yeah, I tried it, and a I bucket of sweat. Yeah, I I have a problem with the uh, I have a problem with sleep in gen- general. I have a problem with. Yeah, I, I I need to like sleep on an ice cube and yeah, I, I like a cool pillow as well. Yeah, I just like that you said you really like that guy because most everybody's like hey, I like the pillow, but that guy annoys the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, he's kind of creepy. I like the guy. I think he's you're, you're back. Great, he's got a great story. He does going from laying in a gutter down in uh, I forget where it was, some country in South America. Uh, was it Mike, Mike Glendell? That's yeah. his name? Uh, overdosing, overdosing on crack cocaine. Yeah. I don't know. So I think it's I, all out of fluff. So should I go next? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fluff. yeah, I get it. No, no I love yeah. him. I really do. He's a great guy. Yeah. Do you use what the you pillow, George? About? Oh, absolutely. I love them. The reason I like it is because it's not like a big solid chunk of foam or a feather pillow that just mats down. Those chunks of foam in there kind of let air flow through the pillow. And I don't know. I've just found it a lot better. I sleep in uh, 12 increments night, and I just wake up that often. And I've just, I've never had any problem with the heating issue with, with them. Um, we got a real big long one that goes across the whole queen size bed, and that thing's a little too much. I've been thinking about cutting it in half. And yeah, that sounds annoying. Yeah. Yeah. 
but uh, I don't know. All right, let me go for the few people that are still listening. <laughs> yes, please. So uh, I got to thank everybody who reached out to me uh, once they heard about my wife and stuff and asked me how she was doing. Uh, it was like you guys have been in the loop, and uh, I appreciate your concern. And, and Mike D really uh, was like texting him back and forth about it. And he was like, yeah, you need anything, you know, you let me know or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris Ribert reached out to me like immediately after listening, like Friday morning to the show. I know. Um, and, uh, yeah, just asked me how she was doing. So did Steve Shaw. He actually called me. Bill Ann actually reached out to me too. Uh, so it was just a couple of guys that I wanted to mention, say thanks for, uh, thanks for, uh, thinking about me and shoot me a text or calling. That was, that was really cool. But she's doing all right. She's uh, still on the medication, and you know uh, her blood pressure is going up a little bit. But we were talking about it earlier, and it's probably just me, of course, uh-huh. being married for <laughs> eleven years or whatever long it is, eleven years. And mm-hmm. I've come to realize that everything is my fault. Um, so it took you eleven years to know that. Yes, I'm a very <laughs> slow. slow under her blood pressure, very <laughs> slow. Yes. <laughs> no, I actually learned that. Believe it or not, I learned that I think when I was five or six years old, I was in the the uh, living room with my father watching TV, and my mother dropped something, and he said, "That's my fault." And I was like, "What do you mean, Dad? You're you're sitting on the couch." And he's like, "Trust me, one day you'll understand." <laughs> yeah, how that was my fault. Um, but yeah, I wanted to <laughs> also mention that we simmed on Friday, which was a hoot. Nice with the crew, with the regular crew, we had more. Telerotor guys there once again than Freefall guys, <laughs> but we had Kevin McGrady show up from nice. the Heliheads and uh, um, Mike DiPaolo was there. I got a chance to talk a little bit to him. I think I talked to him, sorta. I don't know. I had a few drinks. I was, <laughs> yeah, as I say, did you drink? Do you remember you the entire? The, yeah, you had the entire Telerotor crew there then. Yeah, nice. I tried to, but it wanted to download like a. 2.7 gig update file where I hadn't played it in so long. What? That's all right. Hacker RC. Uh, it, it was fun, and it was uh, it was interesting. You know, some there were some new guys there. Gray Eagle wasn't there, I don't think. Uh, but it was it was cool chatting everybody, chatting to Kevin, and uh, you know, Shaggy's always Shaggy, and I don't get a chance to talk to Mike that much uh, to Paulo, so that that was mm-hmm. pretty cool, and. Uh, you know, Monty was Monty, and Monty was down in Florida getting ready for the event he went to last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was cool checking in with him, too, yeah. So thanks, everybody, for joining us on Discord. And then I went on to the, the flying field on Saturday, man, and I had a ball. I had mm-hmm. the straight-up normal, you know, any given Sunday or Saturday things I fly, the Oxy-5 and the 690, and... I brought a plane. I brought the Shrike with me, uh, the Motion RC Shrike, mm-hmm. and flew that around a little bit. That That's such a good plane. It's such a cool plane. It amazes me how you can get up pretty high with that and just cut the throttle and really come screaming down and keep a lot of that momentum and just without any throttle whatsoever do some, like, I was doing loops with it with no throttle and, you know, just whipping it around. It's really enjoyable, nice. that plane. But... uh Let's see who else was at the field. Um, 
couple of planker guys. The planker himself was there. He was flying helis and planes and uh, just killing it with both. And you know that guy, Kevin, Steve? You know that guy that... Uh, yeah, tries a Jaguar, flies a um, miniature aircraft. Yeah, uh, he mm-hmm. came out, and uh, I guess he hadn't seen me fly in a long time, man. And he was, I got done with the flying. We were talking about simming, about simming on Friday nights and stuff, and I got done with a flight, and I didn't think much about it. I was just, like, doing sort of my normal stuff and linking stuff together, and it wasn't even the Oxy-5 I was flying, so I wasn't really beating on it. was 690. And uh, he was like, dude, what is the sim you're using? And I was like, AccuRC. And he's like, because I haven't seen you fly since March, and I cannot believe, like, how much better you are than March. And I was like, really? I didn't think it was, you know, a tremendous flight or anything. But he was like, you're constantly moving now. I was like, oh, okay, because in March I was probably doing a lot of tail reset, you know, before maneuvers and out of maneuvers and into maneuvers. So he was uh, paying me a compliment. I was like, that's pretty cool, man. Thank you very much. Nice. Yeah, and hopefully he's going to join us in AccuRC. Um, that would be really cool. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's and he's no slouch either, man. He was he was doing some. Uh, I was watching him fly, and he's he's actually getting a lot better too. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that was flying on Saturday, man. A lot of fun. And in the meantime of flying, my other little project there, R two D two, is coming along freaking very nicely most of the paintings done in the dome and i started to i started to turn a corner with that like just i started adding the hinges for all the little panels that open up and you know just it's it's funny in my mind when i do a project like this with with so much setup and so much preparation and then when you finally do that one you know that one bullet point when you actually finally do that it's kind of a little bit I don't know. It's a little nerving and a little surreal because I'm I'm just all I'm doing is adding stupid 3D printed hinges to this dome, but I'm epoxying them in, and I'm like, all right, this is it, you know, it's going in. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it came out pretty good. And I had planned on just I rigged everything up. I used some of those old flight test nine gram servos, mm-hmm. and like I said, uh, there's 16 servos in the dome, but there's only there's only 10 panels that open up. So 10 servos that I had left over from the old flight test days. And I just took like old flight test push rods at the, at the beginning of, you know, getting these set up and kind of like bent them to work. And I, I filmed some video. I think I put it on our page and, and, uh, it's working, coming along good. And then I thought about, you know, how could I make that more adjustability? Cause it's just a straight, like bent piece of wire, you know, that I was yeah. putting in there. So I came up with um, reusing some old Oxy-3 parts that I had, like uh, a screw-in ball and using a ball link, and then actually with a small, like, M2 screw and soldered to another piece and a little... Yeah, made your own linkage. Yeah, I kind of made up my own linkage, which was the the easiest thing I could think of and the most, you know, the less complex thing I could think of. There, There are definitely other ways to do it. There's... You know, the whole website on building these things has a whole other, like, route of doing it. But uh, surprisingly enough, they actually use uh, helicopter parts in their build, too. It's a uh, old... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, old um, fly bar 600, like, uh, um, Align 600 fly bar parts they use. 
They actually use okay. the the fly bar itself. They cut it down because it's got threads on the one end. Yeah. And then you know they they put the the horn of the servo in between two like stoppers with springs in between, which I didn't see the need to do that right now. I mean it's it's not really chattering. It's opening and closing fine. So I don't know. I I I could do that down the road. Uh, but uh, for right now, it's it's coming along. I started mounting all the electronic control parts to a board that's going to go in the back. I had them driving around on the new gears in the feed. Yeah, that looked that, great. That was working pretty good. And, dude, that's something – I remember I was talking about it last time, how I put 4S in and went to 6S, and it was better. But that was on the the belt drive system. Now that it's on the gears, I'm barely touching it, and it's moving like he, he can move out now. Like I don't know if I oh, might, yeah. I might go back to to 4s. I'm not sure. I'm I don't know. I might just leave it because it. I don't know. Then there's adjust there's adjustability in that programming as well because it's. I think out of the box it's set up at around seventy percent of the throttle, and you can go up to or maybe fifty percent. <laughs> it can go up even more. You just got to change the program. But it's a really yeah. cool project. I'm I'm having a lot of fun it's you know it's one of those projects where you have a problem and you have to figure out how to overcome that problem and it's just you know one little step at a time you know yep um i find it interesting that you painted before you did like the finishing of actually building it out right like with the hinges and stuff you were saying you would think that you'd like kind of glue everything together make sure everything worked and then like paint it you know well I didn't want to do that for a couple of reasons. One, I can't really get the some of the doors I can't get back off, so I, uh, I had okay. to I had to go that route. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I more or less knew the time frame, and with with winter coming, I wouldn't be able to do much painting. So I was trying to get as much as I could done. Nice. I'm also surprised that you're able to solder a control rod to a. Like, you know, just a regular mild steel bolt like that. Yeah, that surprised you know? me too. Yeah, and you said that you were like tugging on it to make sure it wouldn't come apart, right? And you can pull it apart. Yeah, I think if I bent it back and forth a few times, yeah, yeah. I might be able to get it apart. But mm-hmm. if I'm I'm pulling, you know, on the two pieces and it's not coming apart. Yeah, you're probably fine then. Yeah. And it's pretty cool when it's in action and doing its thing. It's... uh it's just like I said. It's 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 one of those projects where you know you have a problem, you gotta figure out how to overcome it, and then move on to the next problem. Yeah. Does the controller um, allow you to set endpoints for each servo like that, so you know? And, you know, because I know you were talking about some kind of. It seemed like a uh, almost like a mechanical endpoint, but if you can do like if you can just tell the servo that it can only go this way, this many through gates or whatever. Um. No, but there's a servo off command. I think after it opens, so it doesn't chatter uh ah, the guy okay. i just got the latest he had another version of of uh it's basically you're flashing the the arduino mm-hmm. chip you know it's not yeah. like you're updating it's it's an arduino duino trip chip but it's not like you're using the arduino library to update it it's like he's using um i think it's what's the program called uh avr dudes and it's like you're you're upgrading it's just yeah, you're yeah. basically you're, you're flashing you're flashing, the EEPROM, more or less. Right. Yeah, you're flashing a base like hardware code to it. Yeah. Telling you what to do. Yeah. That's cool. And nice. The uh yeah, the version three servo, he has a few things that he changed. One was 
the direction of the servo you can change without having to redo the whole um, yeah. reflash everything. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which when I first I guess he changed that between version two and three because version two they were all going the wrong way and I'm like, okay, now how am I gonna fix this? And then mm-hmm. version three I uploaded and they were going the right way to me. Nice. Uh, because there's different mounts you can print out for the servos and all that, or or purchase, you know. But uh, yeah, it's it's coming along, man. It's gonna be like and like I said, you know, I got most of the electronics done, and uh, just I know I knew it was gonna go quick. It's just, man, last couple of nights my back is killing me because I'm like bent over this dome working inside the dome, <laughs> which mm, kind of sucks. Right. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm enjoying it. It's going to be all worth it once it's all done and painted and you just boop, 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 yeah. hit the controller and all yeah. this stuff happens. It's going to be so he, awesome. He's doing burnouts on 6S. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is. And and one of the guys uh, that I've been talking to, um, Dave, he said that, you know, uh, I guess there's wedges that they put in the ankles of, of each outer foot. And it's for that reason. Like if I spin him, if I rotate him really fast, he's kind of stands on his toes on the one, on the one foot kind of like goes up. <laughs> so it's like, you need, you need a wedge in there to stop that. Right. Cause right now I don't have the, the plates, you know, the covers on the, on any of the feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten that far yet. I haven't printed out and I haven't put together, but I just didn't, you know, without knowing how I was going to do everything. You know, I didn't want to put it all together just yet. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's all I've been doing the last couple of nights is figuring out problems with him and working on it. Cool. I guess I'll go then. Sure, man. Yeah, so last week I was actually down in Jersey and you know, I recorded the podcast from my Jersey house. Um Got everything packed up, cleaned up. The house is actually on the market now. Um, so it was kind of cool. It was definitely nice to be back in Jersey. I was able to get a chance to have dinner with you and a Planker. Oh, I forgot night. about that. Yeah, that was yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, that was Wednesday night. It was pretty nice. That was cool. Um, yeah, glad you could make it. I know it was kind of in the air with, you know, going with your wife and everything. So yeah, yeah. I know Mike and I both really appreciate that you were able to make it. Yeah. Uh, let's see and then thursday um it's actually wednesday yeah yeah so thursday rob came over rob and devin came over and um they brought the the car trailer that rob borrowed from his boss so we ended up loading up the miata and we ended up bringing that at his to his house uh where my trailer was loaded up um i think i dropped that off wednesday before i met up with you guys and and then basically Friday, I met up with them at their house when they got out of work, and we caravan down to Virginia. Um, got probably to my house around 12 o'clock, midnight, maybe 1230. It wasn't oh, too wow. bad. We unloaded you know, everything out of that, we, uh, that I loaded into his back of his pickup truck. We also unloaded the Miata that night, unhooked my trailer. Um, and I think all of that, it got done at like 1, 1.30 or something like that in the morning, which wasn't too bad. Um, they crashed over. We ended up, uh, waking up probably around like, I don't know. I think it was like nine o'clock, even though we were like, we'll wake up at seven, get ready, blah, 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 do all this stuff, go fly. Yeah. Right. 
and we ended up waking up at nine because I guess it was so late. You know, we went to sleep and um, yeah, you know, my wife cooked breakfast for us and then we headed out to Fredericksburg area RC club. And it was pretty cool. You know, just didn't say to anyone. I mean, I think, I think uh, Casey Campbell knew that we were coming. I think Rob was talking to Casey about it, but yeah, we came out and we ended up uh, meeting up with Cliff Lewis that was there and Mike DePaula. And Casey was there too, and, and a whole bunch of club members was there. Was, that field is pretty active, even you know on the weekends. Like, or I guess to be expected, it was pretty pretty you know busy on the weekends. Um, but it was good, you know. They had both flight lines open like usual. Uh, we flew pretty much on the backside, and there were a lot of huge like quarter scale 3D planes, you know, um, and turbines on the other side. Uh, we got to see Mike fly his. Oh man, I'm gonna get in trouble for this. What the hell's the name of it? It's an SAB Avio plane. The lizard, lizard, lizard. Yeah, their turbine, the small turbine. Okay. It's, the thing's pretty nice. Um, I did see Casey fly his on that Sunday of fall mowdown, but it was nice to see Mike fly his, and um, he got it all going and stuff. So it was awesome. We stayed probably about three hours or so. Um, it's a great time, you know. I, I got the chance to fly my 550, uh, not my 550, 580 Nitro and Electric Kraken, and that was fun. And cool. then, um, yeah, and then later that afternoon, we kind of had a late lunch at some bar in downtown Fredericksburg. Um, and then Robin Devin, you know, drove back, and I went back home from there. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was a good weekend. It was a very productive week overall. So, yeah, I kind of had a good time. Sorry I couldn't make the sim session Discord because, you know, by the time that was happening, we were halfway down to Virginia, you know, yeah, driving down and stuff. Um, but this weekend, I am not planning on driving down. I mean, maybe I'll drive Sunday, but Friday, I'm not planning on doing none, but, you know, maybe some stuff around the house here. So I'm going to definitely try to make it to the sim and Discord. So, cool. yeah, so that'd be nice. You know. Uh, all right, that's pretty much it for me. Let's kind of go into the main topic here, huh? All right, field of dreams. Yeah, the main topic. Yeah, so field of dreams. Can't guess what we're talking about. Is we're talking about fields and clubs, right? Like where we go fly. Fields or clubs, because that's two different things. Yeah, to me, both. Yeah, both. Yeah. You know. I mean, fields are I, fields. Yeah. It's the same same thing, just different. Yeah, same, same, but different, different. So <laughs> I do like to kind of fly to AMA fields, which means I'm looking for a club. So how would one find a place to fly? I would call Matt Ruddick and ask him. Who? Because he's <laughs> part of the AMA podcast. He would know. You know that I one you don't listen to, Steve? I feel like he's kind of disconnected from the hobby, you know? Oh, uh, okay. Maybe. You know? I mean, sure, he's connected to AMA and talks about the legal stuff of AMA and and what they're, you know, trying to do with the FAA and stuff like that, but... All right. I'm nodding I off. I don't know. I don't know. Does, I don't know. I've never actually listened to the guy. There is an awesome meme out there with him, though. Yes. That I do remember. Ruddick the Hut. So you would go to you would do an AMA <laughs> club search? 
<laughs> yeah, so first thing is if you go to AMA site, they do have a club search tool, right? So you can look for mm-hmm. clubs in the general area of the zip code that you want to look. So um, that's kind of how I found two clubs that I went to last weekend or I tried to go to two clubs the following previous weekend um, mm-hmm. when I went to the Mid-Virginia, which was closed, and then the um, Richmond area RC. So that's kind of how I found those clubs. But, I mean, you know, is that the best way? Is that the only way? That's the the first way. Sure. Followed by Google. Yeah. Well, I think a good place to check is uh, RC groups. Mm. It doesn't always have just, I mean, what I'm trying to say is they have other fields, airfields other than just uh, AMA. Sure, yeah. Like my field. Yeah, kind of talking about forums, right? Um, Yeah, but that's a good resource where you can maybe just find a group of like-minded folks that fly, like you say, you know, at your, your house or someone's property, um, mm-hmm. potentially maybe even like a public type of park or school field, maybe that they might exactly. be using, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be an AMA field. I mean, obviously I like to personally, I like to stay with an AMA club or, um, an AMA sanctioned field just for like, Usually they're a little more catered, right? Like the lawns, you know, like the fields cut and it's, they have like pilot stations, carports, they have amenities, right? That, you know, you go to a soccer field that probably won't have anything like that. Um, mm. Plus the size of it, right? Usually uh, an AMA sanctioned field has some, I don't know if there's actual like restrictions or anything, but like would have some type of like size of field for it to be a field usable for RC, especially airplanes, let's say. You need a little bit more room. You need kind of, um, you know, a landing strip type of deal, right? A runway type of deal. Um, so I, I usually do try to search AMA first, but yeah, I think that's a, a great way of going to forums, right? Um, and not just searching there, but talking to people that possibly are in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, who said Google? Someone said Google, right? Andy. I said Google. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah, you type in RC AMA field and hit enter. Well, I mean, what's to talk about? Well, I'd like to add to that, if I would, Andy, that that's something I like to do, actually, is to (laughs) to check out the club's website, and then Mm -hmm. I'll find out where the field is, and then I drive over the field. And then if, if you're not people that I like, then I leave. Right. If not, say something and then leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, realistically, how many options are you going to have within a, you know, however far you want to drive? Right. Well, that that ch- that definitely changes uh, depending on the region of the United States. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I- how many how many clubs do you guys have within say thirty minutes of your house? Well, using the or an hour maybe. Using the uh, before-mentioned AMA Club Finder resource, and I don't know how up-to-date these are, but uh, mm-hmm. there I have a list here. Really? There's uh, probably, I'd say, five in my area. Now, some yeah. of them are kind of private AMA clubs. You know, they're by invitation only. And mm-hmm. I, well, that's I not an AMA club. 
Yeah, yeah AMA there's, clubs can't be. There's only one there. AMA club I know of up there, and that's JCRC. Is there is there another one? I thought Elizabethan was. Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they are. They're beside the airport, but but uh, yeah, there's there's some of them that they're not very welcoming. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and we'll, we'll kind of get to that. I think we should. That's a bullet point. We should kind of talk a little bit. You know, um, mm. a little later once we kind of search for a field, right? Like say, um, so say I'm nobody, or I, I don't know anybody in the hobby, and I search in my area up here in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing a like at least ten different clubs. Yeah, that are that are close. But now that yeah. I know some of them, one of them is strictly control line. Right. I might as well, right. you know, throw a rock on my head. Uh, <laughs> no, and and try to get myself back to 1946. Why you don't know? you tie? string to a rock swinging around your head there you mm-hmm. go and when it gets whipping really close <laughs> yeah, just, it'll it'll clock me just right take your head. 690 and, and tie a rope to it and swing it around and be the same thing no yeah. yeah well that wouldn't hurt as hard as a rock no but i mean it would be that you're flying an aircraft not a rock true and if i just let it go i could be part of the other club which is the the free flight, the the <laughs> New Jersey Soaring Society, or the Free Flight Club, yeah. Yep. Soaring oh. Society, are you? Oh uh, shoot, uh. yeah. So that's another thing that I've noticed. Um, I've done the same type of search in this area, and I've noticed that there's clubs that don't have fields that are AMA clubs. So when you look at club search, you can find clubs, but they might not have a field that you can fly in. So there's something well, to know. Yeah, well, Kevin brought up the point. I guess you look up the club on AMA, and then you go see if they have a website or a yes. Facebook page, yeah, or whatever. And if they have pictures of the runway, and yeah. if you ha- if you see pictures of people flying whatever you're into, be it airplanes, gliders, helicopters, turbines, whatever, mm-hmm. then there's a pretty good chance you might go. And if the people aren't just complete dicks, you might be able to fly there. Yeah. Not complete things. Well, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, if you want to fly sailplanes and you go, and all you see is a RC helicopter club, that's probably not going to be a good fit, right. or vice versa. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to go to RCHO and be like, "Hey, can I fly my, you know, warbird or pattern plane or sailplane or something or glider or DLG? You know, just something that they don't do." Yeah. But I do think that's how I found the club in Florida that I uh, first went to the. Sun dancers or whatever it was, uh, field, mm-hmm. and then I drove out there just and just uh, I happened to talk to the All vice right. president that one day. Really nice guy, and that's a club. I'm like, okay, you know, see, seem laid back, seem like a nice guy. That would, that's a club I would join. You know, when I moved yeah. down there, nice. You know, I would definitely recommend visiting any club. Yes, that, you have to. Yeah, you have try to. to fly there maybe a couple yeah. times. A lot of clubs will allow you to. Mm-hmm. fly as a guest yeah. two or three times or whatever. Yep. Um, one other place that I looked was Facebook. You know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. being that I want to find a club that's that has like-minded members, I went to RC Heli Hangouts and kind of did a call for arms like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, who's in this area that, that know of any clubs? 
and several folks, you know, voiced their opinion on like, oh, I'm part of this club and that club, and you know, right. and you can kind of figure out their their club website and get that information mm-hmm. and and search for the the field and see the location, right? See how far it is. Yep. Uh, from you. That's an excellent idea. And that would go for all disciplines, not just Haley's. You know, yes. if, you're, if you're into balsa planes, get yeah. on one of the balsa groups or mm-hmm. sail planes or 3D, giant yep. 3D planes or whatever. Yeah, or whatever all, discipline. Or, yep. Or all of the above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we touched on this subject one time uh, on another show, but this is a little bit different because. We kind of touched on it if you were a new pilot. Now, Steve's point of view now with what he's going through mm-hmm. kind of has more resources and knows what he's looking for and can yeah. ask, you know, people he, you know, has met before how this site is or how that site is. And, yeah. You know, like Andy was saying, like-minded people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, right? Like, I think Facebook and the forums are very similar in that manner that you can interact with the people that are in that area or the locals, let's say, right, that can tell you, oh, that club is great or this club, eh, they're not helicopter friendly. If you just flew pattern, that'd be fine, you know, kind of things like that. And it's good to know um, if, like, just preemptively, just good to know so, like, I don't waste time and gas trying to go somewhere and find something, you know, that, that won't work out for me anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, once you do find... A club that you might want to go check out, you know, like you were saying, Kevin, go check out their website, right? You know, and I think Andy was saying, see if there's pictures and their gallery to see what kind of what kind of discipline that they like to show off, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, While you're there, go to Google Maps and see what the layout is around. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's an excellent idea. See the actual field from like you know the satellite view mm-hmm. to see you know. How big is it? Does it have weird tendencies? Is there a lake on the other side? You know, I remember when I joined Wayne Modelers for like three months, <laughs> that club flew over a swamp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anything that goes down besides on the runway, you're SOL. Like, that's mm-hmm. in water. So that's that might not be a great place for a beginner because, you know, you're going to crash. And it would suck right. if you only have one plane and you crash it into water and that's it, you know? Yep. Yeah, and I think I checked out, uh, was it Ramapo Mountain Club? Yes, yeah, Ramapo RC or something like that, yeah. And uh, that was like, that's why what I'm saying, go check the clubs out, because that was like a mile and a half off-road adventure just to get to the field. Wow. <laughs> and I, I remember the, I think the one of the guys that was there, one of the people that were on the board, his AMA number was like four. I mean, he was. Oh, wow. freaking, I met him, I met him out there, and I was like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "Well, yeah, there's a way in through the park and everything." And, and I don't know. It probably would never have come up if I joined that club. I, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy, even though I have a jeep. I didn't enjoy, you know, all my stuff getting thrown around in the back of the jeep on a regular basis. I can imagine how much damage it would do, you know, going off road, you know, to get to the club. But then mm-hmm. I thought, what if something happens? What if there's an emergency? How how like what if somebody cuts himself pretty bad on a prop or something? Yeah. Like how is right. how is the ambulance getting back here? So yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know, not for me. <laughs> Moved on. It, mm-hmm. it would cut down on the people coming in and harassing you though, because yeah. you wouldn't be able to get there. Yeah, would cut down on the amount of people 
actually flying at the field too, probably. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just like you, you, you didn't want to join because you didn't want to deal with it. I'm right. sure there's a lot of folks. All the, the yeah, all those guys were like, Phew. you know, Skip uh, they got like a BMW. They're like, I'm not driving my BMW up that, you know. Yeah. You got to check for hazards. Could be yeah. a lake, mm-hmm. body of water. Yep. Cliff. Volcano. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. Yeah, you never know. Um, what about just so I know we're talking about aiming calls. What about just fields, right? Like, I kind of wrote here. You know, I fly wherever I can. I'm, I'm quote the luck of the wanderer, just kind of wandering around the neighborhood. And you're like, oh, this is a big field, and you start flying there. You know, what do you think about that stuff? Like when you just kind of take it's over good, a it, blank field and just start flying. Depends on what you're flying. Mm-hmm. If it's a uh, small foamy and it, you're flying at a park. Yeah, you know, go for it. Although that is getting tougher and tougher with it all the stuff, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just doing that in some areas of the country may not be. You know, you just pull off the road anywhere down here, start flying something around well, somebody's. M- my next breath was you've got mm-hmm. to get permission from the landowner. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you can't get permission or don't know who owns it, you shouldn't be flying there. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one, too, because, you know, like, I used to fly in a ball field close to my house, soccer field, uh, mm-hmm. and a ball field with the soccer field primarily, and I kind of got comfortable flying there, but it was always like I was flying and wondering who was pulling in and watching me or, right, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, who's going to say something. Who's going to say or, something, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember flying there one time, and the the team's showing up, and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to yeah. gotta land. <laughs> mm-hmm. they're gonna want to use yeah it it's it's definitely and i think it's like i said it's getting harder because of all the regulations and the faa stuff even even flying at parks is getting yeah. to be tougher because now people are aware so they're looking out right for it's this and that yeah right it's common knowledge now that like you know what everyone i mean what the government considers our aircraft all to be drones right all to be uavs mm-hmm. That um, it's common knowledge that you know that stuff is kind of illegal to fly in in populated areas or right. you know un like non-sanctioned areas, right? Like a park. So, but if if you find a a field or something maybe that butts up to a parking lot or and it's a if you can find the owner and mm-hmm. get permission, then I don't oh, see a problem golden. with it. Yeah. yeah, but don't do it without. I mean, yeah. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. It could. Don't trespass, you know. Well, um, okay. So here's something I think about that you guys probably have never even considered. Let's say you're flying over a farm field filled Mm -hmm. with soybeans. Yeah. And you crash. Mm -hmm. And you go out there and you trample all over the crop looking for it. Mm -hmm. You can't find it. So the farmer comes through three or four days later with the combine. And all of a sudden, he sucks up a 700 heli into a combine. Yeah. Lipo sets on fire. And now you've just burned down a half a million dollar combine. Yeah. I'd be pretty fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. So yep. don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, too, is like kind of in, in, in line with that, like if you do kind of rogue it and go to you know a field or an empty lot or something like 
don't leave a mess. Don't leave. Yeah, the, you know, be respectful. Be respectful, right? Don't trample all of the crops. Don't leave your yeah. trash. Yeah. You know, be respectful. So once you kind of find a club, you kind of find a field that you want to fly in. Um, you know, you, Kevin, you mentioned it. You go there, right? You go there and see the people. You yeah. see the members. You try to gauge. Um, I don't know what the right word is. You want to ba- the 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 uh, I don't know, not ambiance, but you want to gauge like the the whole like attitude of the field more. Or yeah, less. yeah. Well, just the 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 almost like the culture of that club, right? Like, yeah. what what are they into? Are they, you know, our listeners will know we talk about it all the time. Are they dirty old plankers, right? Are they giving you shit because you don't have a cub or you don't fly patterns or you fly an helicopter, right? You know, in my fifty three years on Earth, I've picked up a few things, believe it or not, and one of them is if you show up to a, a field like, or you could take this any different way but if you show up Uh to a field and you know you start talking about stuff or whatever and the first thing you hear is no we don't do that here then that's oh yeah that's not the club for me i don't know it might be the club for you to go (laughs) yeah i mean that's like that's that's a red flag for me when i hear oh no we uh you know if i hear oh no or we don't do that oh that's dangerous or that seems dangerous or something right like when People just assume that something is dangerous because they're unknown to them. Yeah, I mean, just so so many weird things have had happen to me just in reaching out to other clubs in this hobby. And one of them was that they were having a three D event at a field, and I said, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is it is it strictly three D? I was really new to the hobby, and yeah, the guy was like, yeah, if you don't fly three D, you, you really don't 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 even come more or less is what he was telling wow. me. And it was an, an event, and I was like, okay. Yeah, so I didn't go to that one. Mm-hmm. I had a, a kind of a not not really a similar experience, but something sort of like that. And I'll kind of go into it. So you know, one of the clubs I was looking at, they had a Facebook page. So I, I posted on their Facebook page, "Hey, you know, I'm interested in your your club, your field. You know, um, I primary fly helicopters, and you know, with some 3D and stuff. And and I just want to kind of get the kind of figure out like you know um what the club's about right like do they allow helicopters and stuff like that and they responded and they seemed pretty friendly but they made this comment that was very off-putting to me they said um yes we allow helicopters but there's no hogging of the field And, (laughs) and to me i'm like okay what do you mean hogging of the field like if someone, if I go up, they, you know, and someone else goes up, like I have to land or something, like you know, I don't understand what that means. And, and the way I took it is that like they are plankers that fly patterns, and you can fly with them, but you can't hog the field, so you can't fly by yourself. Um, you know, if someone wants to fly, they're gonna throw their plane up, and, and you know, being that helicopter versus plane, they'll both get destroyed if they have a midair. But you know, I know the airplane guy is going to complain more about it than a helicopter guy, right? Like, helicopter guys are like, damn, that sucks, but I'll fix it. You know, it's been my experience, whether it's outside flying or even indoor flying, you have some of these old guys, Mm -hmm. and that's usually who they are, the old quote-unquote plankers. They they feel like that 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 feel or that room or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. 
needs available to them 100% of the time. Anytime yeah. they want to step up to the flight line and fly, yep. they, they think they should never have to wait on anybody else. Yeah. You know, they were born here, you know, <laughs> but, um, and they, you know, won't really get super negative, but they, they ruin that for people. They don't create yeah. a friendly environment, a welcoming environment for people. Mm-hmm. And I just always try to, you know, I, I was at a club like that for two years, was the vice president of it for one year, did all the grounds, you know, mowed and everything. If you know me, I'm a fanatic about mowing. I like to mow and make it look nice. Uh-huh. And spent a lot of time and money fixing the place up, but just got 100% pushed back on everything I did from, you know, the us four and no more crowd. And finally just got to thinking one day, talking with my wife, she's like, why are you basically running two RC clubs? And I'm like, exactly. One of them is here at the house and we welcome anybody flying anything they want to. You know, we have a process if you're a new flyer to get, you know, get in the AMA and yeah. and uh, that sort of thing. But we don't care if you're driving a Jeep or a, you know, rock crawler, you know, it doesn't matter, boats, submarines, whatever. Yeah. But um, that just, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just like that pre-qualified, like, well... We had a guy here that flew helicopters and never did find his body. <laughs> no. Yeah. George, you made me think of Blazing Saddles. I was born here. <laughs> I was raised here, and God damn it, I'm going to die here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, what makes a club or field that you want to go to or fly, you know? And I would say a good portion of it is the the current members. Yeah. It's number number one with me. I don't care if I have to go behind somebody's van and take a crap. If they're not friendly when I come out and, you know, introduce themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something I always did. Even if I'm a visitor at somebody else's field. Yeah, you know know, what? I see somebody's. I do the same thing. But George, did yeah. you wash your hands after you took a crap from behind the van? Maybe that's why people don't want to shake your hand. Yeah, yeah. Or did you did you, but, you know uh, pick up after yourself? <laughs> or you just leave it. Always. <laughs> I think that's no, more know, important now, Steve. Though when I was a yes. new, new pilot, yeah, okay, I, I I can deal with dirty old plankers. I'm just flying a plane, and I want to yeah. get my little flight times in, you know, or whatever. Sure, you want to gain that experience, and yeah. I can go to the field down the street or whatever too, whatever. It, but, but man, nowadays, yeah, I think it's yeah. more about the people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think the more ingrained you get into the hobby, the more it's about the people and less about the rest of it. Um, but just to kind of circle back to what you're saying, George, um, you know, I had that same experience actually this past weekend you know and and it's not that and it was anyone's fault at at the Fredericksburg area rc club but it's you know there's this guy i forgot his name but he's from this richmond area that he drove up there because he spoke to the president of the club and he's into drones he's into quads and fpv and you know the president said yeah we have those folks come here and fly and so he went up there you know looking for help and and trying to you know meet like-minded folks there was none of those folks at mm-hmm. Frederick's area RC, right? Like, there's just Fredericksburg doesn't. I mean, it's usually airplanes and helicopters, and it's pretty much what you're gonna get. Right. 
So, like, because of that, like, no one kind of was talking to him or anything. And the way I look at it, it was like, I don't give a crap what you fly. You think helicopters are cool? Then you should. I was, you know, I was kind of like, oh, you should get a Blade 230 and you should try helicopters and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and I was talking to him about beta flight and clean flight and, and his quad and stuff just so I can gauge him into the hobby and maybe show him. And he was seeing Devin fly and he was like, oh, my God, this thing's so insane. Nice. How they could fly and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. And sure, you can do some, you know, FPV acrobatic stuff. But you can never just sit there upside down hovering or like, you know, doing pure flips and things like that. Like, you know, so it's a little bit different. It's a little more advanced. And and he was like, oh, you know, that's really cool. You know, and then started asking about pricing and how to get into it, how to get into airplanes, how to get into helicopters. He was watching all the turbines fly and stuff, seeing them harrier, you know, 10 feet off the runway and stuff. Um, and it kind of like I saw that he had interest beyond just the quad stuff. But, like, no one was engaging him. And you would think that the people, the members of that field, should have been the ones engaging them. But they're too busy flying their 3D planes and not giving, you know, I'm going to say it. Some some of these 3D guys, like, even though they're kind of like-minded like we are with 3D helicopters, um, some of them are just assholes. Like, they don't know you. They're kind of clicky. They want to stay in their little full throttle RC click, you know, and not kind of want to talk to anyone else. Um, Especially people that have been in the hobby for a long time, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to drop names. I can tell you who these people are later on. But, um, you know, I'm not going to try to hurt their reputation because I don't know them. And it wasn't first-hand experience. But to to hear, like, Rob going up to someone and talking to them and they just giving a cold shoulder, it's like, ooh. Okay, I kind of know what this group of people are going to be like, you know. Um, won't won't sway me if I want to join Fredericksburg just because I know there are a lot of good people there. So you know, I'm not going to let a couple bad eggs kind of you know spoil the 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 experience and the the club for everyone else. So I'm not going to look at it that way. But it was just good to know, like, okay, that's where you stand. I know I'm not even bothered. Because it's not worth my time. Nice. Is there any other ways we can, you know, any other things that we want to mention, you know, when we're looking for a new field or new club, um, you know, beyond that, what we spoke about? We're talking about just Google searches, AMA, and then. Well, uh, no, I'm just saying. Facebook. Yeah. I mean, besides searching and finding a club and maybe potentially checking out the folks there. Is there any other things that, that you know we should be mindful of when we when the we're looking? The facilities itself. Mm, good point. Yeah. Right. Do what they, facilities yeah. do they offer? Do they have power? Do, you, right? do they have power? Exactly. Do they have you know, shelters. if you ever take a crap behind the, you know, behind that dude's van, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, there are some things like that, and, and it's interesting um, to think about, right? Like, you know, we go there to fly, but things like. A Porter John, right? Like it's pretty important. <laughs> yeah, know, to, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. and like I said, it depends on what you're flying. Yes, you know, do you need a a smooth runway? You know, bit fabric yeah. or asphalt, right? Can bigger grass work? Do you need a lot of room, right, to take Your off entry. and land, or mm-hmm. or not? You know, with a heli. So yeah. I mean, it it depends on what you're flying. It does, 
you know, for folks that like to fly turbines, like not a lot of fields right. support mm -hmm. that. Exactly. So. I think it's about half and half, honestly, to, to pick a club. It's, it's half the, the people of the club and half the, the facilities match what you're looking for. And are the, you know, is it nice or is it, is it up caps? It run down mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Do people mow it yeah. regularly? Is right. grass always four inches mm -hmm. tall when you go out there? Stuff like that. But you yeah. know, the the best field with the best facilities in the world. If you've got a bunch of ass hats running it, yeah, it's, that's it's not why working. I say it's, it's half yeah. and half. You know. Yeah. Well, to me, I don't care how nice it is. If they if for a bunch of ass hats, I'm not I'm not having anything to do with it. Well, I mean, yeah. if that's the only club within an hour of your house, you might be over, you know, you might be inclined to overlook some of that. Yeah, yeah. find something else. That, if, it's a me, really, if it's a really crappy field, but everyone there is awesome, then you're inclined to overlook that. So it goes both ways. Yes. But it's a balance. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I kind of look into also and and – not to kind of, I don't want to diss any clubs or diss any members or anything like that, but um, even if there are a bunch of asshats, as you would put it, George, mm -hmm. um, it depends, right? Like, I know, like, if there are a bunch of assholes, I don't want to be a member of that club or I don't want to go there, but there's a caveat. A lot of times, the asshats, as you mentioned, are dirty old plankers, right? That's what I call them. Mm -hmm. And they're they won't fly when it's windy. Right. Right. So, which I'm okay with because then they, I can join that club. They might only fly during the week or on a certain yes. day or something. That, that's yeah. why I'm saying it's a balance. You know, yes. you can, you can work around some stuff yes. if that's your only option. I mean, yes, if you have three clubs that are yeah. all have a great facility, then you pick the one that has the best people. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you might have to compromise in one area or the other. Yes. If, if one club, the field is really crappy, but the, people are fantastic and your buddies and fly what you fly, then uh -huh. I mean, that's where you're going to want to go. Yeah. Yeah. No brainer. You I, know, you'll have a I good think, time. I think the future of, of fields is going to be privately owned, maybe group owned. Um, mm -hmm. club owned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Club owned. And, um, you know, just because of, you know, somebody works really hard. I, I mean, I don't know the times I've seen this happen just in the few years I've been in the hobby where somebody has a super nice facility built on a landfill or some kind of land that maybe a, a school group has or something. And, you know, well, we're never going to use that. And then after they get it fixed a couple of years later, well, you know, we decided to put a solar farm on that or, you know, we saw George crapping behind the van over there. You guys got to go. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> Thanks, you George. Just, you know, uh, it, I, I really think that, especially too, as FA, FAA things get more yeah. Yeah. down. It's like, you know, I'm so blessed that I can fly here at the house, and I know Andy is too, but, you know, not everybody wants to have, you know, 100 people come over and have a flying at their house i mean yeah. their wives would go out of their minds or something you know um you know the first time somebody pitches a loaf and, and then clogs the toilet up and <laughs> she, you, yeah 
they, yeah. they would be uh, putting an end to that. But I'm blessed that Tammy's just so hospitable. She's, she's been working as much as I have, you know, on other things, getting ready and just making sure that everybody has a good time. That's, that's the main thing we care about when we have these events. I think that's why people, even though we've got a stinking power line right over the middle of the runway, you know, we're one of the most popular flying sites. People, more people know about us probably because of the power line, but I, I hope that they know us because it's a good place to go, whether you live 10 miles down the road or 10,000 miles around the other side of the planet or something, mm-hmm. right, you know, yeah. um, you can come here and get help. And, you know, if you were, uh, uh, Steve, you were talking about uh, the fellow with the quad, mm-hmm. you know, if we have somebody start asking questions in our group, um, that's usually how people will find us or somebody at RC store or something will tell them sure. about us. And it, I'll try to find like, you know, I'm not really big into quads. I know enough about them to be dangerous, mm-hmm. but we've got guys that are, you know, phenomenal at it. So right. we, we try, everybody tries to just pitch in. And most of the time I don't have to engage anybody else. Say, Hey guys, you, can anybody help so-and-so mm-hmm. with this? It's just, um, and that's the way it is when we have hangar days. Of course, with COVID, we've not had hangar days since oh, yeah. uh, since about I think April or May, maybe. And um, but we're going to get back to that next year and just hit it wide open. But uh-huh. I think the, the biggest thing for me is I've always had this motto: we we want to help people get in the hobby and stay in the hobby. Yeah. Right. And I, I just find it interesting that there's not there's not a lot I mean there's a lot of us like that but not everyone has that same type of mindset you know like trying to foster the next generation of RC pilots or the newbie you know to get them you know lined up for success right you know I feel like the good people in the hobby the ones that you do want to be around the ones that make the club great right like polder i think is a great club just because of like people like mike and tony and, and stuff but you know they're, they're people that want to help and they want you to succeed you know and they want to succeed themselves and they all want to grow and into the hobby and and make it make it great you know yeah to be honest with you i mean i really get off on it when you me get too. me too when you I get do. somebody taken from nothing to solo in a little cub <laughs> Yeah, Even if it's one of these little UMX cubs or something. Yeah, I've had yeah. I've had little kids that come with other people sometimes that they've never had an opportunity to even have a decent toy, and you take them out here and spend a few minutes with them and let them fly something like even a little two channel foamy airplane, mm-hmm. and the smile on their face and just the awe that hey, yeah, the I excitement, am, yeah. I am doing this, yeah, is is worth more to me than you know seeing the latest greatest hot shot that you know just won this competition or that i enjoy that kind of stuff but i i can remember i, I can think right now i can see faces of kids my granddaughter one of them you know just flying and having the best time and the, it's just that spark that they get and uh some of them now are just you know make me look like crap <laughs> such good pilots but uh I, I just love that if they get if they get two percent as much enjoyment out of the hobby as i have then my job's done yeah 
Awesome. I'll quit preaching now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good to see that, and it's and it's good to see that when they do, you know, get the bitten by the bug, quote unquote. You know, it's like it's good to see that, uh, you know, them progress. They kind of like want more. They want just to do more in the hobby. You know, yeah. They want to fly more. It's good to see. They want to fly more. They want to be more involved in the hobby, more yeah. involved with the club, and that interest and that like the fire that they bring to the. You know, to the field or to the other members, it's great. You know, it, it definitely amps people up and definitely kind of perpetuates the good of the hobby, right? So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, my my favorite local AMA field around here is Andy's field, and I would really love for him to talk about how they took a field that was like a place where you, you didn't want to go because there was an ogre there that would, you know, just – over dominate you with don'ts and this and this and that and stuff. And the club had just dwindled down to nothing and they turned it around. The, the, the core members, Andy and a few other guys, but Andy, if, if you don't mind, you want to speak to that or is it too sensitive an area? No, I mean, you just be patient and eventually they get old and health gets the poor. They, they quit flying. That's how we solve that. I thought you have a, have a discussion with them. Uh, yeah, but some some people, you, no matter what you tell them, they don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that said, the, the club here is dwindled down to about nothing. Even after that, I mean, after the COVID, when I joined, there was a hundred hundred some members, mm-hmm. and I think we're down to like thirty now, and maybe. Mm five or six fly regularly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of things add to that, but I know that, you know, there's, there's a, there's a bunch there that really come out and have a good time and help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, your event, was it last year? Yeah. Last year. Yeah. It was about this time last year. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was August. Was but, it yeah. August? but, um, just had a great time and, uh, yeah, things seem like it's really getting positive, and then of course, you know, twenty twenty happened. Right, yeah. right. So, Andy, you kind of brought up a good point that I didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. Um, how busy is the club? How many members is the club? How many active flyers are there? You know, like right. I think that can, if you have options, that can definitely sway your decision yeah, one way or the other. True. And more is not all is not necessarily better. Yes. Yeah. It can be a negative actually. If it's super busy on Saturday and Saturday's the day or Sunday's the day you you get to go fly. Right. Yeah. And and there's thirty people there all trying to fly. You yeah. know, that can be a problem. I'll, I'll tell you how to fix that. All you have to do is just get on the club's website like late Friday night and post up Hey guys, how many is gonna be at the work day in the morning? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a day of fi- it's a field day. We got to go and clean the yeah. field up. I and you'll be there. Say go crap behind said. the van. That would run them off. But, okay. Well, when he craps in front of the van, that's when they really run off. Uh, middle of the runway. Yeah, you know, it's just like the planker shirt, just right in the middle. Take yeah, that's down. a good idea, George, because you might have thirty people wanting to go fly, but. 
every weekend, but for some reason, there'll only be five or six show up on the work day. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Now, I wonder, is there anything else we miss? I feel like Fees. Fees. Hmm? Fees. 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 Oh, I Thoughts? thought you were talking about bees. Yeah, I was like, bees? What is bees? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fees, right? Like, what does it cost to join? Because, no offense, but there's a club back in my old area that was, like, ridiculous. I think it was, like, two or $300 initial cost or maybe even more. Probably yeah. And then it was, like. If you're talking about Black Dirt. used to do that. No, no, I'm talking about the one that's where I used to work. Or, I don't know, I'll say, the one in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was ridiculously expensive. And I mean, I would never join it just because it's too far from me. But when, you know, when I heard what the the membership costs, you know, initial and then the renewals, it's was quite, it was quite an eye opener of like, why is it so much? I don't understand. Like, like I was curious, right? Like, I, I kind of want to look at the books because I'm like, I don't understand why. Any club would need that much money from their members, especially for like an initial, you know, introductory kind of membership thing, right? Yeah. Well, let's go around. Give give me an idea. Like, what? Or what do you guys pay for some different clubs? What's the range? I think Polo was a hundred initial and fifty every year. Yeah. And I know that's, that's, that's bad. I think that's the average. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. like across the East Coast, maybe, or, or just Northeast. Southeast. I don't know. There's there's some clubs that are like fifty dollars membership and twenty dollars renewal, like some ridiculously cheap. And I've okay. and uh, the one I mentioned before, Black Dirt, is yeah, three hundred dollars to join, and then two hundred dollars every year. And that's because yeah. they're in the middle of a farm. They're like literally in the middle of a farm field. Like, yeah. It's why un- is it more? It, why is unlimited. it more to join? I don't know. Maybe because yeah. they want to lump you over the head the first year, and a lot of people yeah. don't re-up the second year. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also think that it's it's, it's kind of like an initiation thing, right? Like, are you willing to pay this to really join here? You know? Mm, yeah. Like, how serious are you? The local AMA club here is $100 a year. And if you pay it before, like... I don't know, January 1st, I think you get a $10 discount, so it's $90 a year. Yeah. But, I um, think that seems fair and reasonable. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, the club here, is, when I joined, was $48 a year. And then a couple of years ago, we voted to go up to $60. And we got so much bitching and complaining about that extra $12. 12 bucks. But like I said, there's not a ton of members, so just having a porta potty is like a hundred yeah. and some dollars a month. Yeah. So you know, I mean, the club doesn't really have much money. Actually, the president and some of the officers spend a lot of their own money when they need things. Right. So I don't know why people are bitching and complaining about sixty dollars a year. Seems pretty cheap to me. I mean, I think a hundred dollars a year would be fine. I mean, yeah. for an entire year. Right, yeah. it's an entire year of it's access to a less than $10 a, a month. Right. You know what I mean? That doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. 
what is it? It's like for the price of a coffee, you know, a month yeah. you can, you know, be a member of this field, right? You can save this job. So I, I was just kind of wondering if that was way off base or, yeah. or whatever. As long as you don't go to Starbucks, Steve. I know. Well, then that'll be twelve dollars, six hundred dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> right. That. Oh, maybe that's why it costs so much for that field. <laughs> They're putting a Starbucks in. Yeah, it's owned by Starbucks. Oh. I don't know, but um, yeah. So that so price is something to consider. Now, some places are expensive, but it's well worth it because of the amenities. Like they right. have power, they have showers, they have bathrooms, they have hookups. Yeah. You know, like yeah, oh yeah. If you have power, then it's definitely worth a lot yeah. more. Yeah, and you, got, I mean, somebody's got to pay for that power, so mm-hmm. you know where your money's going to. Also. I'm curious. It's not free. What is it to join Fredericksburg, Steve? Did you did you find out? No, I, th- I think it's something. It's I don't think it's like very expensive, but I think it it is like uh you know on the upper part. Because that's think so. That's a place that has power and you know yeah, like you're saying, yeah, the amenities are top notch: bathroom, showers, bathrooms, uh, yeah. everything. Yeah, they're probably even cooking on the weekends. Okay, so this is not too bad in my opinion. I don't understand. Oh, I guess there's a PayPal fee. But so a general member, right, of a person that's 18 to 64, they do have a senior member price. It's $105, $20 initiation fee plus $4.04 for, which is the PayPal um, fee. So because they're going to do it through PayPal. Um, which Wait, isn't what bad. was it again? One twenty-five plus four, so oh, one hundred one hundred thirty dollars. Let's just round that's it. That's very for your reasonable. first year, yeah. and then after that, it's just one hundred five dollars a year. That oh, that's for, for the for get? the amenities there and the run right. two runways. I mean, yeah. sh- that's no brainer. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good deal. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, even if. You know, even if I only go there to fly like several times a year, I think I'd probably join anyways. You know, because I know I definitely will go there for the events. And then on, I know. I, actually, I wonder if you, if you're a member there, do you pay for the events? Do you pay the landing fee? I don't know. You should. You, yeah, usually you do. Okay. This is clubs that I've done. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. I mean, I usually do too. Like I think, like even when. Our my old club. I, I, don't know, I guess I'm still a member, but pulled it. You know, they do like the Halloween thing. It's like ten bucks landing fee for the for the club mm-hmm. event. You know, that that was another problem we had here when we do an event. Everybody mm-hmm. would bitch and gripe about having to pay ten dollars to fly that weekend. Ten dollars? I don't understand that. Yeah, over yeah. at that club, bunch I was of, talking bunch about of cheap fucks here. That's what they were like that too. We, that's why we don't have Look, any we, fees We pay here. our membership. Why do we got to pay again? It's like, well, I mean, you can't do that once or twice a year to support the club, you know? Uh-huh. Right. Oh, no. Actually, I'm wrong. It didn't support the club. It's even worse. Those fun flies, all the money went to um, like to- yeah, charity, Toys for Tots, the one okay. in the fall, and there was... One in the spring they did for something. But all the money from the fun fly went to charity, 100%. And I still bitch and gripped about it. Yeah, those kids have enough toys. We had one uh, for supplies for soldiers. And the same old four or five plankers I was talking about 
this is at AMA field, not here at Tired Iron. Um, they bitched about having to pay landing fee at the supplies for soldiers thing. Right. Yeah. So you just be patient and all those guys will die and go away and <laughs> don't have to worry about it. Because they're all like 87 years old anyway. Can't you just tell them to get back in your car and leave? Yeah. Well, you can, Kevin, but that's tough because they've been in the club for 170 years. Oh. And you've only been here six months, so you kind of feel weird looked, about it. But. I looked at it like this. If they weren't interested in bettering the club and the facilities and taking it, you know, continually trying to improve it, take it to another level instead of having just one little outhouse out there. But, um, yeah, some people, you know, and there's, there's clubs that don't like to have a lot of people. And if you spruce it up and make it nice, that attracts new people. And they, I think that's what they didn't like about it. So I just decided, you know, why spend my time and resources doing this uh-huh. when I've got plenty here to do and everybody's happy here. We don't, yeah. we, we, we've never had any issues. So let me ask you guys this question. So I know there's, I know there's a club that um, I thought about joining, but there was actually a wait list because they weren't allowing more members, and it wasn't like a lot of members, it was like thirty. <laughs> you know, what do you guys feel about that? When you I know? think that's the way that cl- other club over in Elizabeth and I was talking about mm-hmm. is you have to wait until somebody dies. Really. Depend on the people. I mean, are all your buddies fine there? If so, then I guess get on the list. If not, mm-hmm. then why bother? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What if you're waiting to get on the list and you showed up on a day and you accidentally flew your plane into somebody, causing them to possibly be injured? <laughs> would you still get in the club? I wonder. I don't know. Depends on the member that you hit. You yeah, may uh-huh. get bonus. You may get bonus for. You may get you one year get. for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lifetime yeah. membership. First year free. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. do that, kids. Yeah, no, no. I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's it can be tough when you, anytime you've got a group of people doing a thing like a club. There's always going to be disagreements and this and that. Yeah. It's just whether you feel like working through it or not, or if you have other options, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any other things we want to talk about for this topic, or shall we move it on? Yeah, I guess we can move it on. Depends on what we're moving it on to. <laughs> oh, you know what's next. After the main topic, we go right into the planker segment. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Put your seatbelt on. And I believe we have a special one, a holiday one, huh? It's a special one? Aren't they all special? Well, he's special, so yes, definitely they're all special. But He's the most special. <laughs> yes. He is the most special. But this special. is a, a special, special one. Okay. Ha, 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 ha. 
man too. You never hear. Let's start with Kevin. Number 12. This is non alcoholic. Number 11. True. I don't 3D print anymore. True. Also true. Number 10. Mike D owes me 10 bucks. <laughs> now let's move on to Steve. Number 9. Gosh, oh golly. Number 8. Okay. Control line is where it's at. Number seven. All my airplanes fly regularly. Okay, for the second six things you never hear on Freefall, let's go to George. Number six. I didn't need to go in the water this weekend. Number five. I started cashing in those male model checks. Number four. Discord is awesome. Now, our final three with Andy Ross. Number three, my Oxy-5 is done. Number two, oh, wow. that can't be mine. Mine smells like roses. And finally, number one, I made me my Oxy-5. <laughs> wow. Oh, damn. Love it.
Hello and welcome to a new segment on the Planker called Mr. Miata. Updates on Steve's car. The engine likes to flood. The car always fucking stalls. And the seat cushion's got a big rip, so a spring always pokes the balls. Plus the door locks are busted. I got to use a fucking coat hanger. And if a girl sees my car, there's no chance I'll ever bang her. Hey, shut up. Greatest song ever. Yeah. That's it. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Awesome. Yeah, it definitely is better when you close your eyes. <laughs> I was going to add, uh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I Probably better if you're high also. I can't do it as well as Steve can. Nope. Nope. All right. Let's move it on to news and announcements. Okay. News. And announcements. Okay, there's a little flare on that one. <laughs> Announcement. All right, what do we have? Uh, Luca from Oxy Helicopter is doing a new Oxy 2 frame design, a new version. This is based yeah. on a Facebook post that he posted on October 24th. He says, working on a new Oxy 2 frame design. He was looking for some stuff in his garage and his kid moves all his shit around and he found a motor. He's like, Hmm, I got an idea. I want to make oxy, a new oxy two edition with a new frame that will offer a standard fly barless fitting and more power options for insane four S power. 
Oh my God. Mm-hmm. He's also working on some new cyclic servos and a tail servo that will be more robust. And I don't know if they're stronger or not. He lists some specs here, but I'm not familiar with the other ones. But he says, I know they're f- the, the, the normal ones that are like a sub micro. He says, I know they're fragile, easily damaged in a crash. I fly a lot. I know the good and bad of everything we sell. He's uh-huh. committed to improving stuff. So he's developing a full metal case and metal yeah. gear HV servo. Um, lots of crashes. And the only thing he's had to replace is the servo arms that he's awesome. still testing. And he's also working on a tail servo. Uh, it says from a friend, a company, a friend's company produces servos or brand. So look for that stuff in the future. He's updating the Oxy two. Yeah, it's pretty nice, and you know he's gonna upgrade, update it, so mm-hmm. kind of compete with like the new Hellies, I think, right? The four S power and being yeah. able to put a standard fly brawlers mount to. I mean, fly right. brawlers unit. Right. It's definitely nice. That's right. cool. Oh, yeah. We talk about this all the time, but Lucas, he really is one of the good ones in the hobby. Like he's, yep. he's always updating stuff and changing things, trying to improve. You know, he yep. doesn't just design something, say, there it is. And right. then when something's not perfect, okay, here's an upgrade part that you can buy. Mm-hmm. No, he goes back and he, he always tries to, to keep stuff moving to improvement. Yes. I really appreciate that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I do love hearing about his um his new servos because I remember that was my thing when, when I used to fly Oxy 2 way back in the day. Um I would crash it and I would break those little tabs off the servo arm. You know, the, not the arms, but the servo itself. Yeah, the, the mounting, mounting tabs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. and it sucks because you'd have to buy another servo because of that, you know. Right. And that's the like I said, that's a good thing about Luca. He's like, Yeah, I know they're fragile. So mm-hmm. let's let's figure yeah. out a way to improve that. Right. Right. And I think that's one of the things like he didn't, he probably, I mean, this is all conjecture, but he probably didn't want to upgrade the servos until he can give a little more power to the oxygen right. so that there's right. a balance, right. Of weight yeah. and power ratio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So awesome. And I love the Altalone's comment on that post. Uh, this is going to be great. Logo 200 for sale. Anyone? <laughs> I'll take it. No. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. What else we got here? Um, other thing we have is a post from XL Power saying that they have fiberglass 480 canopies for the Protos 480. Stock. Yeah. I saw the picture. It looks kind of funny to me. It looks very small for the helicopter. Uh, it looks like a Protos canopy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, I think we talked about that 480. It's kind of like the old Protos 500. I believe. See, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's so, the original Protos. I mean, it had a following. There's people that mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, I think I, even I don't know Mike enough about been. it really to to say, but you know, if you need a new canopy, go check it out. They got some in stock. Yeah, awesome. Check them out. Check them out. And that's all I've got, guys. It's a slow, slow week. week. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, at least. I thought I had more stuff, but I'm a damn if I can figure it out. All right. Let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. Oh, 
What is next for you? What's next for me? What's next for Cutting you, Andy? Beans. Cutting, Cutting beans. Cutting beans. Yeah. Nice. Hopefully with a 700. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> with that Oxy 5? Oxy 5? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you can Mike add that to giving me shit about that. Yeah, that, that was two out of my three. Yeah. Mm. Things I'll never say. Mm. Yeah. If he was really clever, he'd say, I finished this willy-nilly's kit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah, I remember that. about that one. That'll probably never be said. I f- actually flew mine. <laughs> yeah, I built mine. I haven't, I haven't made it yet. Oh. Uh, All right. I guess I could go next. <laughs> I'm going to try to sim. And I, I don't know. Halloween being Saturday, I'm going to see if I can maybe get out to the field. Um if I can, I'll try to shoot for Saturday because I might have to drive back to Jersey on Sunday. So, yeah, so we'll have to see. But, yeah, I'd like to fly. Um, I'll probably just, you know, I'll probably also, yeah, yeah, I need to fly. I want to fly. I do have some wrenching I got to do. I still have that um, hot-started black nitro that I need to take the clutch and the liner and everything out. Um, so I'm going to send that out to... Uh, Dan Renee to have him kind of reline it for me. Dan the man. Yeah, so I do. I do need to wrench. So I I have to find a spot to wrench right now. It's kind of I'm in transition, right? Like I have a lot of boxes everywhere and things are just kind of everywhere. You're transitioning. Don't, don't. I'm transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that where your mind always goes, Kevin? Straight He's to the always penis. thinking about that, Steve. You yeah, know, so you yeah. know what they say about somebody that thinks <laughs> about something constantly. It's always in the front forefront of his mind. Mm. Mm. I'm so glad somebody said something when I said straight to the penis. Because <laughs> I didn't know the plank girl used that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so we'll see. Um, don't you have some folding tables, Steve? I do. I just Throw don't one know those where. up in your garage. Hey. Folding tables in a yard. (laughs) Don't you have a living room? Dining room? Uh, Living room is kind of my home office right now. Yeah, I'll find room. I'll make it happen. But yeah, I need to I need to take that apart and and start getting that back together because I want to fly. Why don't you just buy another house close? That way you can work on your helicopters. (laughs) Can you buy the neighbor's house? Can you buy the neighbor's Uh, house? At the very least, I think um you know, if if I'm estimating, you know, I'll have my, I'll have my old house sold in a month, and then I should I should have a pretty nice, you know, chunk of of money. I'll say that I'm gonna right off the bat. My wife's like, we got to build you a garage. You don't have any room here, <laughs> even though this house is twice the size of my old house. You know, and it has a two car garage. Uh yeah, but that's all full of furniture and stuff that we haven't moved in and we're trying to figure out where to put everything so um, i do have that upstairs room that's you know my future office you know it's it's a it's a decent amount of space i could just set up a table there with my tools and get that going so i might yeah. do that yeah you, you know what i'm gonna do that so i'll get i'll hopefully get the black nitro taken a look at and and kind of go from there and that would- and also get my cracking nitro on the table and see Reset up the whole gov and make sure that that thing is set up properly. Because that's, uh, I need to get that in the air again too. I'm sure, like, because I'm not flying these things, they're they're probably the motors are probably rusting out a little and stuff. So I need to get some flights in. Yeah, yeah. If you have a room like that, uh, was it like an attic space or whatever? 
that you're yeah. not using. It's not mm-hmm. like your garage. That'd be okay. perfect because you could, you know, rip apart that nitro and send the stuff off and everything, leave everything yeah. set where it is. It won't yep. be disturbed. Yeah, that's the plan. And until I sell the house, once I sell the house, I'm going to take some of that money and finish that space because it's not finished. It's kind of a, you know, still wooden structure kind of deal. So before I do that, you know, which is going to take a little bit of time, I'll have sure. a couple of weeks to like, shoot, I'll put a table. Yeah, and the, table it's not, and start yeah, and the weather's going to be good. It's not going to be that hot. So it's, oh, yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll be a good time to, to be there in an unfinished space. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Thank you. Get cracking on the cracking. Cracking on the cracking with the nitro and all that. Yep, indeed. All right. What about you, Kevin? Well, since Saturday's Halloween, I'm going to be at the Halloween mm-hmm. Fun Fly that the club is nice. going to have. And last year, last year I had, uh, I was the fifth Ghostbuster. Mm-hmm. But uh, this year, just with everything going on, I didn't have a chance to do anything. I think at the very... At the very Just most, bring R two D two. I'm gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Well, at the very, very most, I was gonna get uh, a sticker that said my name is, and I was just gonna write Dave on it and just say I came as Dave. I might just do that. That's it. <laughs> That's gonna be my costume this year. Yeah. Plus, I'm gonna be worn out because Friday night is the night before Halloween. I'm gonna be out throwing eggs at cars and shit like go, that. I was gonna say he's oh, gonna be God. running around scaring small children. Yeah, well, that happens on a regular basis, but mm-hmm. this is this night's special. So I gotta ask this question because you guys are down in Tennessee, and I don't know what Steve called it where he grew up. But what was what was the night before Halloween called when you guys were kids? Was it for me? I don't know. Nothing. For me, it was, was it, always called Gate Night. Wait a minute, Gate Night. Yeah, I don't know why. G A T E. Yeah, like the gate of your front property. Oh, really? Yeah, gate night. I don't know why. Wow, I always yeah. thought it was mischief night outside of the area that we grew up in because we used to call it Goosey Night. Goosey Night. <laughs> Goosey <laughs> Night when we were kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea why they, this is when you know I grew up in Rockland County and yeah, just above New York uh, City. But yeah, I don't know why they called it Gate Night. That's so I didn't weird. even know the night before Halloween was a thing that you called yeah. anything. Yeah, Halloween. First time I heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it was mischief night. Basically, you basically would go toilet paper trees and you know throw eggs, stuff at like that. Cars. Throw eggs at cars and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Well, we yeah. didn't do none of that, or we got our ass kicked. So I yeah. see. No, I, shot. I guess that shit's going on on a regular basis now. It's kind of ruining it for everybody when they're throwing eggs at, at cop, <laughs> cop cars and shit like that, <laughs> lighting shit on fire. It's just a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it's just another just normal day, right? <laughs> Tuesday, yeah. yeah. I got video, an old video. It's probably from, geez, it's, it's got to be from when we were in high school. Uh, we we would make a dummy up, and we'd stand him in the road, and we'd hit him with our cars. <laughs> like oh my, 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 my buddy Dave would hit it with his car. Somebody called the police on us, thought we actually hit somebody one time, and uh, we were just a mess when we were kids. You were kids. But, but it was fun. We were kids, yeah. Cool. You really want to have some fun. Oh, geez. Oh, Is it going to explode? <laughs> oh, boy. No. <laughs> Am I going to be in set prison? Up your, set up your front door if you have trick-or-treaters and and have like a um, have a couple of bales of hay and fix you up an outfit where you have like these fake big-looking boots stuffed with hay and like some old gigantic bibbed overall stuff with hay, and but you're inside of it. And you got 
like a big old jacket or something on and gloves and you've got a mask on and some crazy hat and you're just sitting there with your hands like on this bowl of candy or something you know i think that's what we had yeah a bowl of candy and kids and stuff would come up to it and just adults and stuff would come up to it every once in a while they'd look around like you know i'm gonna get some that candy and sometimes they wouldn't do anything like a lot of people were going by you just sit there calm, calm as can be but then all of a sudden he'd say try one of those sneakers and he'd jump up a little bit you know and raise his hand up towards their face and they would absolutely lose their mind. <laughs> it would scare them so bad. I mean, they would, you know, probably have to run in and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But we used to we used to do this Halloween thing, and this guy named Randall Dunn used to dress up like that. And I'd sit and watch. I'd sit out in the car with the window down just to watch people, and he'd do like that. And it was just hilarious. Scare them to death. So... <laughs> I guess, right. uh, let's see. Well, this air, this air, uh, right about the time. Friday, yep. Yeah. I'll go ahead and I've got this dog outfit and I'm, I'm about six two and with it on, I'm probably seven feet tall. <laughs> and, <laughs> my, you know, my granddaughter's only 13, so she don't even know about it. So I'm going to get this thing out while they're gone the next day or so and get it out here underneath the table hid where they won't see it. And I'm not going to let anybody see it. Wait as long as you can before you post this podcast. I'm not going to let anybody see it until I just sneak out here and put it on and start walking around. And they won't know who it is. (laughs) I'll wait until there's a bunch of people here. All right. Nice. Sounds good. And it's real. It's mangy looking. I mean, it's it's an old worn out suit from like a circus or something. It looks like something from a horror movie, but it's a dog. So stay tuned. Okay. All right. I might ought to get my Kevlar vest out just in case. <laughs> yeah, right. You cover know, up center of mass. Yeah. Shot or stabbed. Yeah. Wear a cup too. They might kick in the balls. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Kick, kick okay. me in the gym. All right. Is that it? Andy? He went. Uh, oh, he went, went. Right? He, yeah, went. he went first. You, you, you cut him off, and then that was it. He was done. Nice. So yeah, we got, we got just like every week. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone. You didn't go? You just went. How about you, George? What are you no, going to we be doing, George? About- we're talking about doing stupid crap on Halloween. Oh, I thought that's what I'm you were going to do. Yeah, the, the dog <laughs> thing. But no, we're having a big Halloween fly-in. That's right. This weekend. And uh, man, it looks like there's going to be a bunch of people here. But um, several <laughs> several campers. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, RVs. But um, we plan on having one heck of a good time. Friday, we're probably going to grill hot dogs. Daryl's bringing his big grill and setting it up. Dallas Sprayberry, and mm-hmm. we're going to cook hot dogs Friday, and then Saturday evening, late lunches, lunchish, we will um, do the Low Country Bowl, and I'll be doing a majority of it in a milder version, and then I'll be doing about twenty percent of it in a bowl your lips off hot version. So, I hope okay. to have some video of that. You know, going to be cooking that with the dog suit on. 
Uh, I don't think so because you might flame up around that. Cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that, this thing, you know, you'd have fleas falling in the stew. This, this thing though, it may have rats or who knows what living in it. It's been up in that attic for 20 years. It may fall apart, but anyway, got everything ready for the fly in and just really looking forward to relaxing, having a good time, have plenty of firewood. We'll keep a fire going probably all weekend, but, um, Looks like the weather's going to be agreeable and uh, just really looking forward to hanging out with with uh, some people. Even uh, I think John Coyle's going to camp out, bringing his tent and setting it up. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So everybody's going to kind of have their own little area. Steve Hodges, he's going to stay in the bomber RV. And, uh, I've got this military Mobiflex command post tent. You ever heard of one of them, Kevin? It looked like kind of Epcot Center. It had the exoskeleton that helped, that kind of pulled it up and spread it out, and then it had a, a rain flight went over it. Oof. No, we just used to set up uh, like a massive, almost like a barracks-type tent like uh, for supply. Uh, yeah. You know, and then you set up cots like down each side. That was it. But this thing's really cool. It's kind of like a dome tent, but it's all, it's like a geo frame. It looks wild. It looks like Tinker Toys. But I thought about putting that up, let some of like Steve Hodges' boys and probably Craig Quillen, if he camps, his son, uh, Ethan, some of those guys stay in it. And then we got the, got the, uh, the air camper. Forgot what I call it there for a second. Got it already. Got power out there. And they've got a USB charger, so they should be able to survive the night if they can plug their devices. So yeah. I'm just really stoked, really, really stoked about it. Looking so forward to eating and hanging out and flying and and just uh, I I really try to. Uh, I'm going to promise to try to take more pictures and video. And, and, uh, if I don't, I'll get, I'll make sure others do. Awesome. So yeah, nice. that's, that's, that's my plans at least through Sunday. Cool. I can't wait to hear about this event, man. Should be nice. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. Do we have any listener pipeline? We do. Okay. What do we got? Guys, Shaggy here. Oh, hang on, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, it's always a company van. Drives to my next destination. The music so, goes good with them. Uh, anyway, I got a question for uh, for George. Uh-huh. Not really a question, but just a, uh, a suggestion. You know, George. Uh-huh. Uh, you talk about a lot of like scale helis and stuff, and I'm actually very interested in scale. I really want to uh, to build maybe like a 600 size, maybe even a 500 size uh, Huey uh, UH1, probably the B, probably the UH1B Huey. Uh, my dad fought in Vietnam, and you know that 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 helicopter has a lot of memories with them. You know, uh, mm-hmm. considering that it basically took him out of situations where he was being fired at. You know, that was basically out of artillery and stuff. So uh, my question 
is maybe if you guys could possibly make an episode. I know you guys talked about it before, but maybe just, you, you know, uh, George's view of it, of, of scale, and maybe the do's and the don'ts, what to look for, where to look for them. Because to be honest, I can't find a scale fuselage or a UH-1B uh, or a 500 or 600 size helicopter. Can't find them anywhere. Don't know really where to look. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe some of the, the upsides on, on scale and maybe some of the challenges that you got to look at before you, you commit to, to building a scale model, uh, maybe estimates on, on time range, you know, like hours wise on, from start to finish, whether you, you, know, you buy a fuselage and you buy a separate airframe, you merge them together and you maybe add some extra details and stuff like that to it. Uh, just, just stuff like that. Um, I think it would be really interesting. I'm, I'm, I've always been interested in, in getting a scale model. So I think that would be an awesome episode if you guys maybe you know, thought of that or something, if, if George kind of puts his two cents on on his knowledge on scale. Anyway, have fun, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, Shaggy. Cool. I didn't know where that was going. That's a, actually a really, really good question. Or, you know, suggestion, I guess it'd be. Yeah, where do you find a UH-1B? Well, a B model or, uh, you know, a Charlie model. There's, there's, they're very close together, the two early versions of the uh, UE. And there wasn't really as many of those. Most of those were gunships. Most of the ones that were doing pickups, unless, I mean, he knows for a fact he's got pictures and stuff. That's probably maybe the case. Uh, just dad, uh, around the B and C models. They look very similar. They have, a, they have one window in the, in the sliding door on the side, kind of one rectangular size instead of two, um, equally sized windows in it. Uh, and that would be the D model and forward. The D model is really the most popular one. That's, um, I, I've actually got one about every one of them. But that big one I'm working on right now, it's a D model. And that's the most popular one. Medevacs, uh, supply ships, even gunships. But, but, um, most of the early ones they converted because they had basically the same engine, but, but shorter and a lot lighter. So they could load them down with cannons and, and chain guns and stuff with a lot of ammo. I'm building one right now. It's 800 size, but I'm using, I guess it's kind of a 750-ish size, really, but using all T-Rex. And it's going to be a B model, B-ish Charlie model. It's got a it's got a grenade launcher on the front, but I could talk all night about that. That's for a, a whole episode, but... but it just depends on really what he wants to to build. And to be honest with you, if he's already flying good and everything, I would buy something already. I'd look around for stuff, something that someone's already built and then maybe make it my own because you can sure buy them a heck of a lot cheaper or at least maybe half built a lot cheaper than you can build one from scratch. Awesome. Or the Robans. Robans are a good option, but we'll, we can talk about that later. Yeah, that's great that's, advice. That's a great mm-hmm. question, though, and great. Uh, yeah, 
we, we can touch on that. Maybe not a whole episode, maybe just a segment or something. Okay. Wow. I'm really glad Shaggy called. Gave us a good... Yeah, you, uh, you don't hear that every day. No. <laughs> really, you know, brought him, elevated himself up on the free fall ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So here's our next uh, call. And brought him back down and on the free fall ladder. Backwards. <laughs> there we go. Now, yeah, I knew it couldn't last long. Mm-hmm. Would it last like a thirty seconds from yeah. voicemail to voicemail? Yeah. <laughs> right. We actually started to get respect for him, but now it's all gone. Then lost it. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Here's the next call. Hey guys, this is Cliff Lewis. Hey, just wanted to call and say you got a great show going on. And uh, we're actually on the way to Fredericksburg right now. Uh, heard Scott Graham call in and leave a message. And he was talking about, you know, those five inches that he was will- willing to give somebody down at Queen City. I was at Queen City. I didn't get five inches. <laughs> hey, I need them five inches. Oh. Holy, holy shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I love it. I wouldn't Thank be driving for... around screaming that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Virginia. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what, is this, the car. <laughs> what is this world coming to? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I love that it. That was funny, Cliff. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. If he was in Virginia and he wanted five inches, they'd have to gang up on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Jeez, uh, oh, Louise. Okay. All right. Oh man. Here's the next one. Mm-hmm. Hey, free fall guys. It's John Rocky Boy here. Rocky um, Boy. Listening to your podcast and about the new transmitter coming out supporting AES two fifty six encryption. Mm. Well, there is uh, another reason that you guys didn't mention of why a manufacturer put an encryption on their signal. And that's because the only way you can use the encryption on the receiver and the transmitter end is you've got to have the key pair that's shared. And guess who owns that set of keys? The manufacturer. Uh, So guess mm. who can no longer make a generic? Yeah, you can't clone it. Nobody will be able to make any generic receivers ah. or compatible equipment without getting a license from the manufacturer. So they can stop all the knockoff stuff, but they also completely cut out any uh, any other manufacturers from coming in to work with their equipment. So that is uh, pretty much why I, I think they're a big driver to do it. So That makes that, that's that my makes two great sense. sense. Yeah, I will great uh, point. keep listening, and I'll yap at you later. Bye. All right, Rocky Boy. Killing yeah, it. awesome, man. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point I didn't even think about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if awesome. they're doing the the full ecosystem, you know, the integration transmitter, mm-hmm. res- you know, then they don't want anybody else working right. with their stuff. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Awesome. awesome. Yep. Okay. All right. And last but not least, we got one more. 
Thanks, Gray Eagle. What? I didn't understand any of it. It went right what over the my hell? head. Did you hear how he said Mac and me imposters and then was like, hey, now? How did he even know that I was going to do that? Hey, now, at the beginning mm. of the episode, the only time I've ever done it's a it. a time traveler. I'm telling you. Mm. I know. Or psychic. Scary. Creepy. All right. Okay, now if you would let's like wrap to it up. leave us an, a creepy voicemail, oh yeah, how would we do that? How would you do that? You would pick up your telephone and dial nine seven three nine three six eight nine three six and drop us a voicemail. Drop so it in. Can, yep, so we can play it on the next episode and ponder what you say. <laughs> yep. Standard text feeds apply. Text five 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 pinch a booty. <laughs> I kept oh, thinking yeah. we should get a nine hundred number and just route it straight to George's cell phone. <laughs> I think I think people would pay to talk to him. Oh shit! What do you think? Get some revenue for the show? Sure. Are you impl- you're implying that they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Or the planker. He doesn't seem to be busy these days. Yeah, that's true, too. You could call Either him. one. <laughs> could have multiple options. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, Steve. Are you there? Yeah. He, he fell asleep. So what's yeah. next for you in the hobby? <laughs> <laughs> we just did well, that, George. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up here. All what right. do we got for Facebook likes? I don't know. We are at one thousand three hundred thirty-two. So we went back up. We were under. We were at thirteen thirty. We dropped to like thirteen twenty something, and now we're back to thirteen thirty-two. So nice. we're plus three new likes. We have. Oh yeah, I'm gonna need some music on this one. <laughs> Daniel Tanton. Oh, how how do I pronounce this one? Um. Tedus Mad 
Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Larry Kirsten? Kristen? Kristen, maybe? Kristen? 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 Yeah. Anyways, thanks everyone for liking us on Facebook. What do we have for Facebook comments? Oh, uh, Facebook comments. We have one comment from the last episode. How's it holding up? That would be episode 248. And it's from Eric Bonfig. And he said, phew, it's out. I woke up this morning. No <laughs> new podcast. Not a good way to start my Friday. At least I have something to look forward to on the way home. I think, um, Eric, you woke up too early. And I forgot to <laughs> upload the podcast. <laughs> so. yeah, sometimes I don't see the podcast on Friday and I, I start sending the text messages out about, I don't know, what, 7? Hey, like 7, 30, 8 o'clock, and then all of a sudden it's like, like does, it pops does, up. Does anybody yeah. see the yeah, podcast? Like, it's a podcast up. I don't you know, see Maybe it. there's a mistake with Podbean or, you know, we oh, might have to check on that, which is all code for, hey, Steve. Yeah, get off your ass. You, you forgot to do the thing. <laughs> maybe it's my jitterbug phone I'm not. I'm having problems <laughs> with. I can't see it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's, hard. it's hard to code with those things. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to pull up the apps on it, you know. Okay, uh, let's see. Facebook listener posts. Do we have any? Let's see here. Oh yeah, I can never figure out how we to get those. We got more Facebook stuff, don't we? Do we? Don't we got two weeks to do? No, we did that last oh, week. No. We did two weeks. I'm bad. I'm, I'm bad. I did post some pictures on my R2 progress. If you're curious. Mm-hmm. And yes. I have, I have, I have a video. I have the doors in action. Yes, you gotta go check That's it out. Cool. Which is That's pretty cool. really neat. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's see here. Um, October thirteenth. I'm. I don't even know what day. Nope, that's already that I want to. Okay, so we have two here. Looks like Paolo Francis Cantoni said. Hi, everyone. In a recent last few months podcast, the guys discussed buffer packs. I found a link to the Scorpion Power Guard 2 in the available show links, but they discussed another brand. Was it first buffer? Question mark. I think uh, it may have been something else. I'm interested in having a look. Thanks in advance, Paolo. So, yes, it was first. Um, it's a company name that made that buffer pack. And um, I linked it to the Air Panda site that it's on. And Steve Shaw also posted uh, the X-Guard RC, and I think that's the one from Augiecopter. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, another great option you can get, too. So, um, And I know you, Andy, posted a thing here. Mm-hmm. What was it? Yeah, the thing about like these capacitor units is that there's no light bulb to worry about, and you don't have to remember to turn it on. It's dummy-proof, which is great for me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think the buffer packs, in my opinion, are the best uh, backup solution because it's dummy proof, right? Like you yeah. don't have to turn it off. I mean, you don't have to turn it on. Technically, you don't even have to turn it you off. Really have to turn it off, but you can. You yeah. don't have to worry about if, is the lipo okay? Is it storage charge? You need right. to plug. You, you just don't really have. You put it on oh, there man. and you forget about it. Yes. After you set your telemetry <laughs> alarm in your radio. <laughs> That is an important part. 
Yeah. Yes. Actually, I think the X Guard one has some LEDs or a buzzer. Maybe you could use. So that might be an, a good option if you don't have telemetry. Mm. Yeah, or forget to set it up like this guy. Uh, all right. What else do we have here? Okay, Ian Joe two days ago says, uh, "Have a nice trip, Shaggy." LOL. And he pinged Shaggy and Gray Eagle, and it's a meme with. A UFO kind of picking Shaggy up while Gray Eagle's kind of—I don't know what he's doing up on top there, but he's just it's, chilling. It's just a picture of an eagle head on top of a UFO. Yeah, I guess and he's piloting it or something. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It says Shaggy, 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 get in. Let's do TikTok stuff into greatness. Uh, Angel the Mean Machine it really is Mean awesome. Machine. That's pretty funny. Awesome. And then Grey Eagle responded saying, Oh, of timing fun, hose. Beautiful clubbing shaggy carpet, shagmaster pimpin'. Whatever that means. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm watching Kevin's video of the thing popping up in now. That's so cool. R2. Okay. I think that's all we have. So, what do we have for website comments? We had a comment from Gray Eagle Jr. that was titled dash dash dot 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 dash. It was a Morse code. And I translated the title, which was message reading for engagement encouragement indeed, but it had a problem translating the message itself. So I don't know if you want to try it, Steve, but wouldn't work for me. So sorry, Gray Eagle. I couldn't do it. No, no, we're not sorry. <laughs> if you want to send us a message, maybe use English that we can actually read. Oh, it's fucking Morse code. Exactly. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Move on. Okay. Do you have anything else? Or uh, shall we move it see. on to people poppy? Wait a minute. I think we do have. Do we have anything else? No. Uh, do we? Thought we did, but. Mm, Not via the website. No. No. No, no, no. I thought we did, but it was a voicemail. My bad. Okay. All right. People Podbean. What do we have? Uh, People Podbean. There are two things that happen on Podbean. Uh, and for some reason, the rest of the notifications went blank. So all I have are these two things, and they are from Gray Eagle Jr. He started following us, and he liked episode 248. How's it holding up? And that's it. Uh, let's see. What do we have on Poppy comments here? So Jay Partridge, four days ago, said, uh, responding to Gray Eagle Jr.'s tick talky clicky talky yes. <laughs> says, Mew, clickety, clack, smack, smack. Okay. Now there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell! <laughs> and then Grego Junior. Four days ago, replies back to Jay Partridge. Says, "Pet Furby of feminine enjoyment, nice treat, and sticky, sticky pogo bonus fun." Yes, there's two of them now. <laughs> it's gonna be back and forth now. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, let's see, Grey Eagle Jr. One day, Eagle says, holding head speeds, faucet racquetball, 
No bills for the pills, Blue Niagara, Falls, Viagra, Noe. <laughs> Reversal Piro, TikTok, Nose, and Hover, Lever, Flipper, The Dolphins, Raptor, Egg, Humpty, Dat, Dumpty. <laughs> Humpty, that Dumpty. <laughs> I don't understand, but it was great. That's, that sounds like a new dance move, like twerking. Yeah, it's right. called Humpty the Dumpty. That was like 1985, 1986, right? <laughs> do, do the Humpty Hump? Yeah. yeah. Kind of sounds like a request. Mm. Could be. All right. Uh, let's see, what do we have here? iTunes review. I did not see anything new on iTunes. I was. I thought you were gonna say iTunes still hasn't loaded. <laughs> uh, leave us an iTunes review, please. Yeah, we haven't yeah, had one in please. a while, and we'll read it on the next show. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't have to say that line again. Uh, so email us at freeforesty at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash freeforesty podcast. I don't know. Do we? Do we? Should we change this up? I feel like we do the same thing over and over again. We don't do the same thing over and over. You. Read the same thing over and over. Yeah. You can change it. Anything know. you want, you can change. Yeah. Go to our outdated webpage, <laughs> show. That show. Say hi to Chris. Say hi to Chris. By the way, it's not outdated because of Chris. It's outdated Chris. because of me. <laughs> uh, flight test forums. Yeah, you know this feel. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, David Hill. Okay, the part that everybody waits for in the outro. Our fellow podcasters, we have the Heliheads podcast. Heliheads is Kevin, Mike, Dan, and Scott Graham. Mm-hmm. Telerotor podcast. Telerotor is Michael Shaggy Parker, Rich, Mike DiPaolo, and the guy that was in the uh, the Marines. I said Na- Navy, and he got all pissed off. And, and started driving through Dairy Queens yelling and screaming. <laughs> sorry, That's why he was sorry doing Dairy that. Queen. That makes sense. Yeah. Robert Monty. Uh, yeah, and, and Rich Sowers. And Rich. Didn't I say yeah. Rich? No. He said Rich, but he, he said everyone else's last name, so I figure we should give him his last name too. Okay. Uh, let's see. BKRC Podcast. That's what Camera and, uh, and uh, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Style Casey. Style, Style Casey. Casey. Yes. RC Roundtable. The RC Roundtable is with Lee, Terry, and Fitz. Mm-hmm. RC After Hours. RC After Hours is with Andre. Yeah. Who's openly high Canadian? Um, he <laughs> high voltage is with Bobby Watts. <laughs> uh, what do we guys just skids up? Skids up. Oh, I just listened to their show today. Yeah, good they episode were. with Carrie Shirley, though. And they were so happy to have an episode in 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's with um, Luke, Darth, and Chewbacca. Uh, okay, inverted down under. That's with Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff. And, dude, uh-huh. did I mention last podcast I was listening to those guys and they were talking about how they couldn't go out of their zip code during the lockdown they were having over in Australia? That's what oh, happens yeah. when they take your guns away. Mm. Yeah. Last I heard, they had nine cases of COVID in, in the entire country of Australia. And those were all people in quarantine from Other. outside the country. Right. Yeah. So, you know. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Lock, lock it down. 
All right. Park Flower Podcast. Uh, that's with two mics and a J. Houdini RC Heli Podcast. Houdini RC has disappeared. Mm, like that. Like Houdini. Uh, I know Rich is still around. Uh-huh. That's, uh, that's all I know. Awesome. To be determined. All right. Uh, make sure you check out our friend Billy's YouTube channel. Yeah, check out Bill. Yeah. Before he turns up missing. Did you say, gonna say and, before he checks out? Then we, I, will, <laughs> oh, man. I might not have anything to do with that. I might have something to do with it. Oh. I don't know. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> we love you, Bill. Stop flying planes into his head, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Bill told me he's taking his guitar and he's moving to Mexico and he's going to be playing like in a lounge, a Mexican lounge band. Like a Monterachi band or something? Nah. Just playing at a sanitarium near you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. See everybody that made it to the end. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Another fantastic show. Another show in the booth. Yeah. This rain though is really going to help. I think this weekend should be nice as far as the dust will be down, the pollen will be down. Blue Buddha. We're going to just do a whole show of karaoke one night. Oh, forget it. I would kill it. We could could do that. We should uh, record a bunch of songs and then play them and then have people try and guess who's who. I can do a lot of rap and a lot of... Yeah, that'd be really hard. (laughs) I know, right? No, it'd be easy. I mean, no, it would be hard. George George would be able to pull something off. Let me get it going here. Still doing time in a honky tonk prison. See, I don't know Still if that was George or Andy. Still time where a man ain't forgiven. All right. Okay. So. Or <laughs> here I am, Chief Boot Knocker. Watch your skirt. If you don't, I got you. Tip your toe, tip your toe through the grass. Oh, scandalous ass with a pocket full of cash. <laughs> okay. Whew, I'm glad I got that out. <laughs> Oh, shit. I wasn't recording. That's right. Damn. We're going to talk about recording. Blue Buddha. Hey, um... Yeah. She was at the doctor today, and, uh... Let's see. What did she say? She said that her blood pressure is kind of high, but her pulse rate is okay now. So, I don't know. Uh, She's feeling all right, though. And on the medication... I I was listening uh, to your description of what's going on with her on the podcast... Uh, yesterday and I was wondering does her heart rate go up when you're talking to her or just randomly 
Or if you're in the room, maybe? Yeah, I'm if thinking, you're in the room, is that's that a good I'm question. trying to figure out if there's a correlation. I'm thinking the blood pressure goes up, but the heart rate stays calm because she's kind of over everything else. <laughs> Uh, I was just, I was just curious. Well, she was in the hospital for a couple of days, and I wasn't there, and it was fine. And then when she came home, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. It did yeah. ramp up. Yeah, I to see a pattern here. Hmm. Maybe one of us needs to move to Florida. <laughs> Not both of you, just one. Us, just one. <laughs> She'd probably agree to that. Yeah, you'd be dead in three months. Oh yeah, because I'd be eating nothing but jalapeno poppers and brown gravy. And I'm just breaking shit. And your alcohol intake would freaking, you know. Oh, that's true. (laughs) You'd be on a liquid diet. Well, it wasn't the intake of alcohol that killed him. The bottle fell from the shelf up high and hit him in the head. (laughs) Killed him. Uh, And no one was there to help us. We just let out. (laughs) I didn't have life alert. Fields of dreams. Field of dreams? I don't know if it's plural. Field, right? Yeah. I thought you. Field of dreams. 1989 film with Kevin Costner. Yeah. I kind of use that from time to time. I say, you know, when we have a flying, if I mow it, they will come. Mm. (laughs) Nice. Okay, let's... All I know is if I start seeing guys walk out of my cornfield, I'm going to open fire. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going (laughs) to shoot first. Especially now. Especially if they're staggering and And look ragged. Ghosts or not. Wearing black hoodies. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Antifa hey, taking up uh, residence. I gotta tell you all about this. This is so cool. I should save it for the show. Well, I guess I could. Yeah, save it for the show. Save it. Save it for write. the show. But don't forget it. Yeah, I'm gonna write it down right now. I got a little notepad here as I think of things because it's hard for me to get a word in edgewise with you guys. Am I going to have to buy a whole new heli because I'm missing a servo linkage? No, that's not right. Was it out of stock or they don't? No, they don't list it at all for the okay. MCPX oh, yeah. BL2. Oh, well, that thing's that been out of microphone. production for 10 years. The BL2, the new one? Yeah. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I don't think this is the one you're, you're thinking. The MCPX. Right, George? <laughs> yep. I think George is dying. <laughs> Wrong pipe. <laughs> happens. That's one of the weekend. first CP helis I had. Was that? MCP no, no, XBL this is a new too. version. <laughs> no, this is a new one, newer one, I guess. So is it BL two point two? Dear, dear. I don't know. It's a weird one with the red, white, and blue canopy. My lungs are collapsing here. I think he's having a stroke. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you guys ready? Yes. Ready. Okay, double check your records. Uh, <laughs> I forget to do this. Wait a minute. He wasn't ready. That. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs>